0: KGUM, AM in your Guam. You got to locked on to Vet Talk on Guam's hottest talk, News Talk K57. <laughs>
1: Good evening. Welcome to Vet Talk on News Talk K57. My name is Sean Watson. I am Adjutant Quartermaster for VFW Post 2917, Adjutant Quartermaster for District 6, Guam Saipan, Adjutant and Chief of Staff for VFW Department of the Pacific Areas, VFW National Commander, Second Vice Commander, and Adjutant of the American Legion here on Guam. Good evening. It's good to be back on the radio with you guys again. Setting to my right.
2: After all that,
1: johnny Titano.
2: <laughs> one of the commanders of the military over P- order of purple heart it's good to see you again johnny vice vice chairman of the vets commission
1: taking care of us in the booth hi good morning or good evening <laughs> <laughs> that's third time today i know good evening i'm isaiah again Right, your producer <laughs> isaiah it's good to see you behind the glass again yes it's nice All right. um <laughs> if if you didn't catch it, we had the, the Navy hymn with our opening song, mm-hmm. and that is in honor of our special guest here in the studio with us, Admiral Minoni. How are you?
3: I'm well. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to have you on the air with us tonight. Hey, it's it's a pleasure to be here. I'm... I understand that this is a recent startup again of the uh, vet talk and i'm really glad to be here it's a great opportunity yeah we we just started
1: again last week and uh, as as you know throughout the whole pandemic i know you've been very very busy
3: (laughs) a little bit we all have
1: been and uh one of the reasons that i'm glad that you're here is there's a lot of information that needs to be put out that i think some people are getting incorrect sure uh so let's start with the uh, access to the base for the veterans. You give us a rundown on that.
3: So there's a – could I start a little bit further back? You so, can start uh, wherever okay.
1: you want Admiral.
3: So back when the pandemic started uh, back in the States, uh, I think actually it started in China and then worked its way around the world. We mm-hmm. saw uh, different installations and different governments doing different things. You know, some governments were doing – shelter in place. Some governments, like Italy, were basically closing down everything and restricting any movement. And we watched it march across the United States, and the Department of Defense was working hard to develop what kind of responses it needed to do. And in many cases, Department of Defense is tries to stay aligned with the state, local and state governments, That what they're doing. Uh, we try not to get out of sync with those things. So back on... Uh, I think it was March 15th, which was the first three cases uh, which were uh, identified here. Thankfully, when the governor declared a public health emergency, uh, I think it was on March 16th, the Navy had already started thinking about this. If you remember the motor vessel Westerdam, which is the cruise liner Mm -hmm. that they were talking about bringing here. And, you know... Right around that same time, when it didn't come here, uh, I sat down with my team and said, hey, guys, we got to think about how we would do this, and what, what would we do should we get something like a destroyer, a submarine, God forbid an aircraft carrier comes in here. And so the Naval Hospital, Captain Grimes on the Naval Base, the Air Force, different people started getting together and trying out to strawman this thing. Fast forward a month or two. We had a little bit of a scare when the USS Germantown came in. They had some sailors who had displayed influenza-like symptoms. Thankfully, those four sailors, which were uh, evacuated to Naval Hospital and treated, uh, were all COVID negative. But we started practicing what was going on then. And then fast forward to March 15th, 16th, when this thing kind of blows up uh, here on Guam, uh, we had to start putting in measures to do two things. Uh, the first thing we have to do is meet our mission. And by meeting our mission, it was very specific from Admiral Aquilino, who's at Pacific Fleet. He's the head Navy guy out here, subordinate only to Admiral Davidson at pacom And he said, hey, here's the deal. You guys are, need to protect your service members and their dependents that's item one. Item two is you can't contribute to the spread. Figure out how to not make this worse. And then the third thing was preserve warfighting readiness. You have to be. We re- have to be ready to fight. That's what the taxpayer pays us to do. So that's mission one. And then mission two for us is how do we protect the local community too? So when this health protection condition, which is the equivalent of pandemic conditions on the civilian side, When it was declared that it was an HP Con Charlie, which is the second to highest, HP Con Delta is the highest level of condition for a pandemic, was declared, we had to do certain things which, in my mind, meet those two missions. You know, protect service members and their families, don't make it worse, preserve warfighting readiness. Mm -hmm. And then the other side, which I am always very concerned about, having been on Guam for many years, is how do we protect inside and outside the fence line. How do we do that? Mm-hmm. And there's no playbook. There's no roadmap. There's nothing out there. Even though people say, hey, we have a pandemic response plan. All those are straw kind of things that people have tried to think about, just like we did with the motor vessel Westerdam and the Germantown. Tried to figure it out, but you're kind of guessing. Mm-hmm. You have no idea how this is going to come down. And if anybody had a playbook, I sure wish they would have given it to me. If anybody had a roadmap, I would have loved to have it. Um, and what we've done along the way is uh, a couple things. We've tried to maintain services, even though in HP Con Charlie, you can really restrict things mm-hmm. down to, you know, close off bases, mission essential only, that kind of thing. We've tried to understand and maintain services to all the different constituents that need to have access to the base for whatever reason, mm-hmm. hospital gas station, commissary, NEX. Um, we've also tried to put in rules to control flow because in this situation, there's this concept of social distancing or physical distancing, socially close or physical distancing, so six feet apart like we are here. If you do that, if everybody adheres to six feet apart in the, say, for example, the naval Base Guam commissary, you can only have 60 people in there at any one time, six wow. zero. So think of water through a pipe. The only way I'm going to get more water through that pipe is I, get, I build a bigger commissary, right? right. Um, so if you do that math, and I've got Jeff Grimes down there as a submarine officer, and he's super smart. Uh, he's doing math. He's looking at that. He's like, hey, look, we can probably accommodate 800 to 900 patrons every day in the commissary so how do we do that when we have thousands of people who want to get into the commissary and shop and it's not about food shortages it's about maintaining that social distance, distance and so that's causes everything from lines in the parking lot to blinds at the gate to you know uh, how do you separate different populations how do you keep your active duty and independence separated from outside the fence line because you're concerned that maybe the cases we're seeing are outside the fence line. If you bring it inside the base and now you affect the port, i got to shut down the port. How do you do all those things? Right. And again, there's no plan. So we made some mistakes, but we've also done some really good things that are actually being implemented uh, back in the States, in CONUS and Hawaii. Specifically, a lot of those things were directly re- related to Theodore Roosevelt. Yes. So you're seeing the success of USS Kidd, which was the second ship that had a major outbreak on it, a destroyer, only 320-ish people on board. You're seeing the success of that ship, which is at home, home in San Diego, uh, is directly a result of all the lessons that we're learning from Theodore Roosevelt and all the lessons and mistakes we're making uh, and good things we're doing with this whole pandemic response that started back on March 15th. Okay, uh, so... The most important question I want to ask sure.
1: you right now is uh, veterans that have access to use the commissary and the, sure. the X, they 're only allowed on base the uh, the shop on Fridays Saturdays, and Sundays correct All right uh, Give us a little background on how you came up with that
3: so what what it originally was if you remember at the start of this it was just Saturdays and Sundays, and um, this is one of the kind of the mistakes areas that I think we didn't communicate well enough what we were thinking. Um, The majority of traffic, active duty traffic, happens Monday to Friday. I want to keep active duty, mission essential people separate from people trying to minimize those vectors of Mm -hmm. transmission across the fence lines. It's not that outside the base is any more contaminated than inside the base. It's if the more social interaction you have, the less chance you have of containing something and understanding where it's coming from. So we wanted to preserve these enclaves of clean, green, non COVID areas. So the port, the wharves, uh, camp Covington, which the CBs and expeditionary forces, Naval magazine, Polaris point with the submarines, operational forces. Those people are usually there Monday to Friday. Mm -hmm. So we said, okay, It makes sense to us that Saturday and Sunday would be the lowest traffic days, which is borne out again by the data. Let's just restrict non-active-duty, mission-essential people and their dependents. Uh, We'll restrict them to Saturdays and Sundays and focus active-duty, mission-essential, and their dependents Monday to Friday. Actually, it's Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Right,
1: because it's close Tuesday.
3: Yeah. And then we realize, well, that's kind of a mistake because you're trying to jam all those, those significant number of people who, I don't mean any offense by this, but maybe a little bit slower moving than a young active duty guy. Johnny's sitting right here. Don't <laughs> I know, talk about him I like know that. He's in, I know he's in the room. <laughs> <laughs> um, but may want to take more time shopping. We're trying to shove them all into two days. And that's where Captain Grimes came out and he's like, hey, look, I got to open it up another day. This is not fair. Right. I said, okay. I'm good with that. Can you control that? So that's kind of how the thought process evolved. Again, like I said, one of our failings, one of my failings, is we didn't communicate that, uh, the reason why we were doing that up front. Okay. But remember, I'd like everybody to remember, nobody has a playbook on this thing. All
1: right. So it's it's not restricted to Friday, Saturday, Sunday for two hours. It's, they have the whole day they to do the that. They have the whole okay. day. Okay.
3: They have the whole day, and what we tried to do, and we've seen some – good and bad behavior here we tried to friday saturday sunday from 10 to 12 are over 60 Mm -hmm. so if you're over 60 come 10 to 12 uh you're first in the parking lot yeah take your time two hours through if you remember uh we all see the signs up there uh disabled and elderly i think is how it's coined which i don't think is the right term but they usually can come in 30 minutes prior to shopping hours we expanded that to two hours because we were restricting the amount of days right so now they can come in two hours early but they can also come in the afternoon into the evening
1: okay um i i I don't have access so i i can't shop there regardless sure so i'm gonna ask a lot of questions that may seem a little weird um now that we've, we've gone into this for, uh, I don't know, we've been doing this for about a month, month and a half
3: now. Oh, it's...
2: Oh, longer than that.
3: Is, is it's it, well, it's six, eight weeks. Yeah, easy. Yeah, well, oh, it's, yeah, it's been time. Okay, <laughs> month and a half, two months. Yeah.
2: You uh, know, you know are, Skipper, hold on there, Tiger. <laughs> I purposely, my, me and the wife, we purposely experienced going through the whole, I don't want to say charade. Uh-huh. The whole experience of getting lined up, getting out of the car, being in the hot sun and everything. And as you know, I'm going to go back a little bit. Remember World War II. Mm -hmm. We were resilient as a Chamorro-Glomanyan indigenous group that we survived that. And speaking of playbooks, how many earthquakes and... Typhoon, major typhoons, did we suffer? Plenty. Plenty. And I am surprised. You've been here before. You look familiar, but with that mask, you know. <laughs> I'm not sure. I look like it the rock, actually, Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> you, and your, you and your protege. <laughs> but uh, we, we, the wife and I went through it. And it's only just me and the wife, and we were very. We, we, we went through it, and I, I saw a few things. Having gone through, especially times when, back in Vietnam, 67, 68, where we had 114,000 troops on the island. Sure. And this time, it's considered a pandemic. Right. Now, I don't know if uh, uh, the people get tired of crying wolf, but what did we have last November and December? A supposed dengue fever outbreak right correct everybody went crazy about that tip the water clean the tires do this and nothing came of it I don't recall anybody dying I don't recall any major restrictions and at the time this thing broke out complications especially with the Theodore Roosevelt really put you under a lot of pressure and I know as a as a superior officer, like I said, I respect the office and I respect the gentleman that I met, that some of your advisors either misadvised you or something because of the way it turned out, that it ended up aggravating some 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 of the people where they were so distraught and and, and, and felt downtrodden that they were
3: Told you can't come back to the base anymore, and, and I don't need
2: no specifics on that. So skipper. I can
3: I can actually talk to some of that, and and this goes to the communication mm-hmm. strategy that uh, you know if I have a lesson learned for me is more communication is not necessarily a bad thing. It's uh, not. Skipper. And so but you know, moving and shaking pretty fast, trying to sort this thing out as exactly. we go along. Exactly. And again, no no playbooks, but the difference in Dengue, uh, in the stuff in Vietnam, World War Two, the remember the Kurdivac, the Kurds that came through yes. here. Oh, yeah. Typhoon Paka, the earthquakes, Omar, all of those yeah. things which I've had the fortune or misfortune to be through, uh, is that um, there wasn't this social distancing thing. There wasn't this, you know, I have to stay six feet from you, and therefore we can only basically march in a line through the commissary or through the exchange, mm-hmm. and you have to sit outside, and you have to wash your hands, and, and it's irritating and annoying to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really bugs me to see pieces of tape on the floor and you have to stand in these footprints and we have to it really bothers (laughs) me. Reminded me me of boot camp. It does. That's exactly (laughs) what I thought. But how do how do we prevent transmitting what could be a a life threatening disease, which with what we've seen with the Theodore Roosevelt I may be contagious, I may transmit it to you, you may never show symptoms, you may transmit it to him, neither of us knew we ever had it, but now he has an underlying condition and he dies. But you, this is the glory of our Navy, mm-hmm. our boys, our physical
2: condition. It's coming out now. It's up to your immune system to sustain your existence through this supposedly dreaded it, disease. It may
3: be. It may be something else. How I many don't people, know that. How many,
2: how many boys have died?
3: None. Oh, we've had one on TR. That was a
2: chief petty officer mm-hmm. with underlying circumstances. With something that I, I it's not.
3: Know. It's really not a risk I want to
2: take. Oh, oh no, yeah. we don't, we yeah. you yeah. know we what don't I mean. I,
1: I can't yeah. do that. So yeah. right. Uh, okay. Um, since uh, you have the people from off base coming on sure. base Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays, are you, are you doing anything special on Thursday nights, Sunday nights? sure so,
3: yeah. So here's some things that we learned. Um, these are things where. Again, smart guys trying to do the right things, either put these things in place early on or we learned as we went along. So one of them was, you know, periodic cleaning and restocking throughout the days Mm -hmm. on every day. So there's a cleaning and restocking every night. They used to only restock a couple times a week. Now they restock every night in the commissary. Um, Something we didn't know that there was this concern about – meat products that they were being bought up earlier in the day and what we realized what the commissary manager because i called her and she says hey i already put this in place i already figured out that we were messing something up here um they had their butchers coming in an hour too early if they slid their butchers coming in an hour later in the day they could do another restocking midday and then one last restocking in the afternoon and load up with meat. now that doesn't mean that somebody doesn't come in and buy all the ribs. That happens from time to time, we all know that, and we didn't put any restrictions or rationing or any of that craziness in. Mm-hmm. But we're doing restockings through the day to help make sure people get what they need. Um we haven't seen and I'm in close contact with uh retired Admiral Bianchi and the uh NEX commissary leadership. We haven't seen any disruptions in the supply chain. Mm-hmm. Uh, If you read some of the news reports with the meat plant shutdowns in the States, you would think that it was all coming apart. He's assured us that we're good. That's Uh, good news. So we we try to restock throughout the day, but we also have to be considerate of our fellow service member, our fellow man, fellow woman, in that that's why we went to one cart per person during a trip Mm -hmm. so that people don't come in and buy everything. We try to buy what you want, with the exception of the hand sanitizers, because nobody can get that. Buy what you want. Buy a bunch of meat if that's what you want. Uh, but keep it to one cart. <laughs> you know, consider the other people yes. that are coming behind you. So right. we, tr- we remember, we're learning through this thing, and I'm, I'm asking for some patience, and people have been extremely patient. We're almost to the finish line here. Yes, we are. We are so close, and like with TR because i'm all over those guys uh to do things the right way as is admiral baker the strike group commander we don't want to trip right before the finish line right we don't want to have an outbreak on a base we don't want to have an outbreak that's transmitted from base to the local community and i certainly don't want anybody to pass away on my watch from something i could have prevented that's just not the way i roll yeah i i, I have to ask this question sure
1: uh you got a lot of questions. I do. That's why I'm in this seat. You're in that seat. It's good. I don't have a lot of thoughts. I don't have any answers. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Since you have the restrictions for uh, people to use the commissary BX on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, uh, people are being turned away Monday through Thursday. Yes. And I've heard a rumor that if you go on Monday through Thursday and you're not supposed to be there, that you
3: get a letter. You want to address that? Sure. So the letter is a warning. Uh, there's, two, there's two aspects to this thing. Um, so we put out on... So we did try to over-communicate the hours. Uh, we put out on social media. We put out on news programs. We put out on the radio. We put out in press releases that these were the hours that we wanted people to come. This was the policy that we were putting in place. And then we also put out when we expanded that policy. And for whatever reason, we weren't getting through. We, when you have somebody that shows up uh, that shouldn't be on the base at that time, doesn't matter who they are, mm-hmm. they get turned around, and that causes these big backups of traffic. It's frustrating to the gate guards. It's frustrating to the individual. And it's frustrating to a guy like me or you that's sitting twenty cars back on Route One. Like, what's going on? Why right. is it? Why is it shut down? So to get people to modify. Behavior, we had to issue warnings. Hey, this is the policy, just like any policy or any rule that we would have adhered to during um, when we were on active duty. And if we violated that policy, we would have been held accountable. Oh, yeah. Now, there has been no single person held accountable, no families held accountable for violating that policy to date. The only people that got short term 30 day barments from the base, 30 days, not lifetime, mm-hmm. um, uh, were people that kind of lost their minds and got very abusive with the gate guards. And we uh, unfortunately have some recordings of those things, uh, people calling into the public affairs office and cussing them out, people cussing out the gate guards. That street goes both ways, though. Mm-hmm. The gate guards get frustrated sometimes, too, and have a bad attitude. And when those things are brought to Captain Grimes's attention, he addresses them. And he doesn't tolerate that. We're all human, and sometimes people have yes, bad sir, days. Yes, we are. Yeah. So, so um, those people, I think there were three people that were barred for 30 days. I think two of them had their barments rescinded by Captain Grimes before the 30 days was up. Well, that's funny. So we're not, there's no intent to be draconian. Yeah. Bar the gates, everybody hide behind with, you know, with our helmets, you know, that kind of thing. But we do, we're trying to control traffic flow. And we're trying to maintain social distancing, and we're trying to keep everybody as safe as we can uh, while meeting our mission. Mm-hmm. You know, and I gotta meet I gotta meet mission. So, well, you know, Skipper,
2: this is what we spoke to before the program,
4: mm-hmm.
2: where it would be nice to be able to congregate together with some of the 26 other groups yep. of of veteran advocates, retirees, and different representatives from di- different groups
3: at. Uh, at your convenience,
2: well, at your calling.
3: As we discussed earlier what in the PAO and my chief of staff is going to have a small stroke over this. <laughs> um, he just found out. I, <laughs> I would like to, I'm going to work through the government, through the Veterans Affairs folks, but I'm going to try and set up at least twice a year uh, a sit-down session with the leadership of the, these groups where I can hear what's on their mind, your mind, I can tell you stuff that I know that I can share. Hey, here's where we're going. Let people ask questions, have a dialogue. Mm -hmm. If it needs to be more than twice a year, if it's every quarter, we could do that. You know, that's my job out here is to try and advocate for both inside and outside the fence line. Meet mission, those types of things. And the only way I know how to do that is to communicate, over communicate, keep talking about it. Well, you know, that's something
2: I think it necessitates because we have some very, very outstanding career oriented retirees, especially. Mm -hmm. And we've got some very reputable and notable, honorable uh, vets that uh, all they look for is like this Memorial Day that just passed. The time for remembrance, the time for to to solemnly remember their their brotherhood brethren and the forefathers. And like I said, we're they're most respectful. the ninety nine and nine tenths of them are most respectful and very uh, how do you want to say it reverence to the mm-hmm. to the military. Right, they treated and they treated the military good and gave them all. Some gave all, yeah. And uh,
3: they just want a little uh,
2: retribution back a little
3: bit. I, I I think that that is a debt of honor that we owe to our veterans, both the ones that gave the ultimate sacrifice and the ones that are still here serving, in whatever capacity, whether they're retired or a veteran or active duty. And you know, times are really strange right now. Um, this is completely unprecedented, unpredicted. Oh, yes. Uh, pure. You know, this is not what I wanted uh, out of a command tour here. However, trying times like these have always brought out the best in us and also, yes. also made us better. Me, Captain Grimes, General Boswell, Colonel McGrath, Captain Young, all the leadership of this island's active-duty military realize that we, we aren't perfect and we don't ever profess to be. Well, you know, as a career career retiree, we look up to that. Yeah.
2: We look up to those posts. We look up to those positions. I
3: appreciate that.
2: And uh, we always have that banked in the back of my mind. I always do. I said, I don't care this. The government can go to, go to hell in a heartbeat, <laughs> but I know the military will be there
3: standing by but we'll make we'll get better from this sir and and i guarantee you whatever the next challenge is we'll take some of the lessons learned and apply them to the next challenge because there will be another one of course we're not sure what it is and then we'll 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 figure it out from there okay uh again
1: we have the commander of joint region Marianus, correct. Is that, that's yes. Your actual title. I've actually Ad- got like four titles. I'm sure so, you do. And like yeah. seven bosses. Uh, Admiral uh, Minoni. Did <laughs> I pronounce that correctly? I Did great. I, I try hard. I mess up names mm-hmm. all the time on this show. Uh, it's been a pleasure having you on this show. Uh, we're we're going to really take a break here about two minutes. Okay. But I want to give you just some free time to yeah. for
3: some final thoughts. So, the best way to the best, you know, I. I'm going to stumble through this because I'm a pretty emotional guy when it comes to the United States Navy, the military, and then my time here on Guam. While I say I didn't want to be in this position, I mean with a pandemic. Nobody wants that. But there's no place I'd rather be than here trying to help out those sailors on TR who are awesome or help out the community here that's been so good to me and my family for all of our different tours here where my daughter calls her birthplace, where my wife taught in the local school system, uh, where we know how, how much people sacrificed here and how patriotic people are here moving forward. There's no place I'd rather be. It's hard. It's confusing. It's frustrating. Of course. Uh, but it's also... The center of the universe, as far as I'm concerned, and I love every minute of it. And I'm really glad to be back here. I want to thank you both for having me on this show tonight, and I look forward to coming on again. I,
1: I was just getting ready to say, you're, you're welcome on this show anytime you have the uh, time available to come out and talk with us. I appreciate uh, if, that. Thank if you, you have
3: something that's going on that you think needs to get out, by all means, get a hold of us. Uh, I, I will, and I'll tell you, I think we're close to the finish line here. I think we're within a couple of weeks. There is no intent to keep these restrictions that we've talked about going any longer than I have to. Understand. There's we'll no intent. That. So All
1: right. And with that, again it's been a pleasure having you on the on the show, Admiral. Uh, looking forward to having more conversations with you. And with that, this is Vet Talk on News Talk K 57. We'll be back right after the CBS News. KGUM Amen you Guam. You got it locked on to Vet Talk, where it's vets Talk Vet Issues, only on Guam's hottest talk, News Talk K 57.
5: You big disgrace, kicking your can all over the place, singing, we will, we
1: will rock you. We will, we will rock you. Buddy, you're a young man, hard man, shiny. Good evening, and welcome back to Vet Talk on News Talk K57. My name's Sean Watson, VFW National Council member. Uh Sent to my right. <laughs> Johnny Taitano, military order, Purple Heart.
4: Tom Devlin, Military Purple Heart on Guam. Welcome back, Tom. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Ian, I know we, we
1: had you set out so we can have the Admiral in here. Yeah, I, that, I appreciate that.
4: It's my pleasure. My pleasure.
1: The man with the plan taking care of us tonight. Hello. Good evening. I'm Isaiah. <laughs> <laughs> and can, right. I, can I do a shout out to the Boat and
2: Bottom Scratchers?
1: I think you just did.
2: Well, the thing <laughs> of it is is that they, they just didn't say, they said, we don't believe you're going to be on the show with an admiral, with the admiral, the man. All right, so, so this is two boys down there in Radioland out there at the boat basin. <laughs> All
1: right. I, I tell you what, uh, having the admiral on was really, really good. He put out some really good information, cleared up a lot. Uh, it was a pleasure having him on the show, and looking forward to him coming back onto the show again in the future.
4: Yes, I talked him for a few minutes in the uh, conference room. Yeah. yeah. So, I was sweating this show all day because
2: Tom said, It's only going to be you and Sean and the Admiral. I said, What are you going to be?
1: I'll be standing by. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to call in and be a part of the show, our phone number is 477 5757 or star 57 on your cell phone. Uh, we are broadcasting video and audio on Facebook, News Talk K57. We're also uh, on k57.com and you can catch a recording of the show on the website as well yes sir so with that uh announcements we didn't do any announcements at the beginning of the show so we have any announcements None on my part yeah. i have nothing on my part i uh
2: brian hasn't he said something we're gonna have a commission meeting for
1: sure next month let's let's hope that comes through yes oh, I, don't, I don't have any yeah i i don't have any for this week uh Tom went in here for all my little titles that I had, and Johnny, I think, was blown away. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> I, I actually picked up another title o- you since really? the last week, yeah. Don't you got enough? Uh, but, <laughs> uh, in a couple of weeks, I'll grab another one, too, but I'm going to lose one as well, or maybe two. Well, fretting
2: over this show today, let me tell you something. Even my daughter, Sherita, she she got up in arms and says, What's the matter with you? You're getting all, you, you're all jittery. Where are you? <laughs> like you're going to go to a boxing match and get beat up or something. I said, oh, girl. Well, you came through with no black eyes this time, Johnny. It was a real pleasure to meet that gentleman. Hey. First time, but he looked familiar, and he had been on island several times under different uh, duty tasks. Mm-hmm. And uh, his daughter, like he mentioned, was born on Guam, and the wife taught. At Jigo Elementary, I believe he said, and at Dodea.
1: So he's he's been on Guam. So over over the last week, uh, our department adjutant uh, resigned. Uh, I'm not going to get into the reasonings behind that. And I've been asked to fill in for the the rest of the year, which is to June 13th. Mm -hmm and it looks like uh, the incoming commander is going to appoint me as the adjutant for the department for next year as well. Well, congratulations, okay. <clears> congratulations. So, you dog! <laughs> so, I, I'm looking looking Another forward, time. well, you know what, let's just go straight to the phone lines, shall we? Sure, let's yeah. do We have uh, KJ, how you doing? Welcome to the show.
6: Hey guys, I appreciate what you guys do. Um, oh. um, like I was explaining earlier, I came in late on the conversation, I guess you guys were going to CBS break. You guys had the Admiral on. I just had a question. Did the, did the question come up as to the restrictions, Monday through Friday at Anderson, Monday through Thursday at Navy, um, did the question come up as regarding why are active duty dependents and everyone else still allowed to come into the commissary during the times that the veterans are supposed to come into the commissary if the reason for the restrictions was to separate the two or isolate? everyone
1: you know the i i'm glad you asked that question uh unfortunately we did i did not pose that question to the admiral uh but okay. if i'm if my understanding of that and tom I, you can correct me if i'm wrong on this but the active duty are only supposed to be there monday through thursday and everybody from off base is friday through sunday go ahead tom. This,
4: this is the way it works on on a navy base active duty and uniform can go there anytime Mm -hmm. Okay Okay. Uh, Active duty Can only go there At those certain hours Now I've seen You know Active duty Or dependents Go there When Between 10 and 12 And they're told They can't come in They don't allow them in He did mention And there's there's a sign There's a big sign there also But sometimes People don't get the message But I've actually And they've turned they've, They've gone Away and they didn't seem to to mind they understood Mm -hmm. but for some reason they didn't get the message so it really wasn't a big deal but he
2: did mention that he's going to be lifting some of the major restrictions shortcoming as this as this pandemic simmers down a little bit
6: so Uh, i did i did catch that i did catch that part and and i agree with all the restrictions everybody has a a hell of a job to do during these times, you know, um, but if anybody can do it, the military can. But um, once we get out there, I still want to take my information. I've passed this along, both to Navy and to, to Anderson, that um, whoever has this plan, the plan needs to be monitored, and they need to actually listen. And um, I'm going to be real frank, because we all are veterans, and I've reminded both of those offices, um, majors, I don't know who was in the offices, but I reminded them that soon they'll be a veteran and second thing, they shouldn't get too cocky. Um, A lot of comments that we got were, um, you know, there's active duty, oh, you know, these veterans, this and that, and it's clearly that they don't understand the system. Um, Everybody has different categories that fall into there, and to have someone that's um, maybe disabled, handicapped, they have to wait till the weekend i have medication sitting in there. All this you've ever heard before, my whole thing is that they should actually and I did get this part right here that he wants to sit down maybe twice a year and everything. That's that's moving off into the into the future. But the key thing is here is that before we implement something, that's fine, implement it. But you need to um, you know, monitor it and really listen to people when they're saying it. You know, I heard the information as far as the traffic jams and people issuing one to, um warnings. Mm-hmm. But you have to ask yourself, why is this happening? So whoever has the plan needs to listen, needs to review it and adjust it as it goes. You know, we're veterans, we know how to follow rules. Right. You need to listen to us. If we need to get on base, and, you want to restrict us from the commissary, that's fine. And if you want to isolate us, don't have everybody else that came in Monday through Thursday or Monday through Friday still sit in line with us. Right. Now what I was told is that since we're putting out a word to first sergeants on the Air Force side do first sergeants, telling all the military to get all their shopping done during the week. Um, KJ, I'm like, I understand that, but it's not happening. There's no one should be sitting in line two hours or three hours. I'm um, just It's probably not that long, but you get what I'm saying. Right. And you got some dependents. Typically, when you have a pandemic or a, we're at war, as I was told, well, this is serious and it's very serious, but I've never known dependents to be mission essential. And, you know, I have dependents. Right. I was back and- to duty, but at the time, Typically, dependents are either flown out the war zone or, or sent somewhere safe, so that's what kind of offended some folks and everything, saying independence. Right. dependents, they get priority more than me, and I'm just asking to come in, you know, give us four o'clock, after four o'clock let us come in, but to have us restricted all the time. And KJ, I'm,
1: I'm, know, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to cut you off right there, because I think you made your point very, very clear, and okay, we have some great. other phone calls coming in, and as, as the Admiral did say, uh, they are looking at this on a constant basis. And he, he wants to open it up as soon as he can, but he also wants to make sure that there's no cross-contamination or anything else going on. So, we appreciate your phone call.
2: Thanks, KJ. Alright,
6: great. Thank you. Alright, bye.
1: Bye. Right, and another phone call. We have Bobby online, too. Welcome to Vet Talk. How are you doing tonight?
7: I'm doing fine, thank you very much. Um, I'm, I'm happy that you guys are back on the air again. Okay. And I wanted to call in when the Admiral was was uh, uh, talking with you guys, but uh, you guys blocked the phone. So, anyways, I wanted to say that he clarified a lot of things for the for the vets and the seniors going into the commissary and the exchange. Um, the only communication I think that they didn't do right was yes, they allowed it to come in on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday from ten to twelve. But what they didn't say is that we could also go in after, uh, throughout the day.
2: Oh, okay. Do I know this, Bobby?
7: Oh, of course you do.
2: Oh, okay. I I know this, Bobby.
1: This is your this is your wife. Oh. oops. <laughs> so, uh, you know those but, two yeah, black guys I, I, you were talking I, uh, about I, uh, earlier? Yeah.
7: I think that if they <laughs> had told us that. Uh, we could still come into the commissary and the exchange throughout the day that the lines from 10 to 12 wouldn't be so long. And we wouldn't have to wait over an hour right. sitting in our car waiting to get into the commissary.
1: And, and I, I, I agree with you, Bobby. Uh, th- there was a lot of, uh, and even the admiral said it, yes, uh, That there, there was a lot of uh, things that could have been a lot better. Communications was one of them. Yes. And I appreciated him saying that. He, he understands that he has made notes, and, uh, and he's, he was on the show today to help get that word clarified.
2: And I took notes, so I'll, uh, I'll clarify yeah. that when I get home, dear. Okay. Thank
7: no, I, it's already clarified. I understand. Thank I you. just wanted
1: to put in my two cents. Okay. So we good. appreciate it, Bobby. But we got thank other you calls. very much. Thank you. Uh, uh, do you have anything else, Bobby? No, that's
7: it. Thank you, guys. Have a
1: yeah. nice evening. Uh, okay. You too. Have a nice one, baby. Okay, uh, no, uh, two great phone calls. Uh, uh, we just simply ran out of time with the admiral. I, I well, I uh, would uh, like to have him for the rest of the hour, well, actually. Well, put
4: it this way, I made the call. I made the decision. Right. It's my responsibility. I made the decision not to bring any phone calls in because I wanted the information to get out.
2: Yeah, well, he had to feel And the, he, and he the time it. frame
4: was from 630 to 7. Yeah. So if anybody wants to cry, they can cry on my shoulder, but they're not going to get too far. Because the buck stops with me, and that's it. And the engineer knows it. And that's just the way it is. But also, he came on the show. Yes. What I would like to see is the general of the Air Force and Anderson Air Force Base come on the show also. Talk to your people. Yes. Talk to the retirees. Explain your situation. Maybe your situation is different than the Navy situation. But communicate. I don't see the communications. We've had communications with generals before mm-hmm. on the Air Force side, mm-hmm. and we had no problem. I remember we had, and John, you, you can verify this, we had lunch with the generals and their staff on the Air Force base. That's right. We remember, We had heroes, the, the sandwich, wow. and we had it at, the, at the, I think, the lounge someplace. I don't remember exactly. What, near the golf course. And we were all invited, and we had one great time. Yes, we did. But I haven't seen that. Top of from the rock. Top That's of the top rock of the from this general. Yeah. And that, you know, sometimes when you're a flag officer, whatever service you're in, and you're surrounded by civilians, you have to be somewhat touchy-feely to a certain extent. Right. Because they are not in the military anymore. And I don't see this happening on the Air Force side.
1: Okay. Uh, with that, we're going to take another phone call. Ron, how are you doing? Welcome to the show.
6: Hey. Uh, hey, thanks. Uh, hey, guys. Good evening, Ron. Uh, Johnny, guys, uh, look, I'm sorry, man. I really wanted to, I was hoping we'd have a chance to talk to the Admiral, but I just wanted to ask a question. You no, know, Johnny, you live up on the hill. Roger. You know, I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, every, just about every night around 6 to, sometimes 5 to 6.30, there's always two choppers flying right over to the morning. I mean, low enough to a point where, you know, my, my car alarm you know, always goes on, you know, uh, goes off. And and is that the route? You know, I was going to ask the Admiral that. Is that the route you guys have to uh, usually take? Do you have to take those routes? Is that that important? I, I mean,
2: I've noticed that too, Ron, that the last couple of days. But they've been doing under, uh, they've been working on exercise. And uh, the main point, I believe, is uh, flying into uh, old NAS, uh, which is the <laughs> International Airport, and training. And so that's. I didn't notice them tonight before I came on the show.
6: Yeah, I'm not tonight. But and my God, this has been going on for the past two years already. Two, three years since. I, I mean, I just kind of. It just recently, it's kind of died out a little bit. But then once in a while, i will fly again. You know, what I mean, it's yeah. why this, is this? Is this the actual route that they have to take to go from south to north? Yeah. They can't I, go I, along the beachside. Iran, the, the the best thing right on top of the
1: the best thing to do is uh, call the public affairs office for the base and talk to them because uh, we, we definitely yeah. don't have any yeah. of that information
6: yeah I'm just kind of thing that's what I'm just saying. I just kind of wondering if, if, you know if there was going to be a chance for us to call you know and get a chance to talk to the admiral ask him is, is okay. that that something that that's you know, um, you know yeah not not not, not,
1: not this uh not this trip uh but we talked with the admiral after or during the break. And he he is not opposed to taking phone calls, but with the pandemic going on, we wanted to make sure uh, that we gave him I as much time to get the information out that he could. I got it. Okay. Well, yeah,
6: it was it was a good it was a good conversation. You guys Thank met. you very
1: okay. much, Ron. Yeah, Ron, right. appreciate it.
6: Have, Have a good right. night.
1: Stay safe. But yeah, that's definitely a question for public affairs. We yeah, I, I don't know what they're doing for exercises or yeah. their flight plans. That's out of my uh, job description. Yeah. He,
2: yeah you know. <laughs> I, 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 there's a funny story about that I could tell yeah you know. I know exactly ah.
4: that on the air please yeah. but, but uh yeah, i mean um I, I repeat I, I like to see the general get more involved on the Air Force side, and i I don't see it happening. Brian Miranda, who's the uh, chairman of the Veterans Commission, has tried to uh, call the general, and I've been told by Brian the general doesn't even return phone calls wow now that's it that. that's true and accurate. That as far as I'm concerned that's not acceptable. We're supposed to be uh, one island. Well, how's this going to work out if the Marine Corps comes
2: and they, they're predominantly on Air Force property, which is or old Air Force military property right. and they're adjacent to Air Force. the Air Force right there. There's got to be some communication cuz we're going to be doing some close close relationships with the Marines as well as the Air Force, as we've done over the many, many years, mm-hmm. and the Navy. So it'll be interesting. He's going to have to come up sooner or later to speak for himself, you know.
4: Maybe. Maybe. Maybe, Maybe. <laughs> Maybe he's leaving. Maybe he's going someplace else. Yeah. That's so, you know, they transfer every few years out yes, to someone do. else. Right. Maybe he's going to leave that to the next group coming in. Right. But
1: uh, after, after meeting the Admiral tonight and having met Captain Grimes uh, many years ago, uh, and talk. I, I see him periodically, uh, both those gentlemen are, are very, very down-to-earth, approachable, uh, and they're, they're actually looking out for the best interests of everybody. Well, um, you
2: remember what he said. This is pandemic is unprecedented. Right. There's no roadmaps or guidelines or rules playbooks. or regulations or playbooks. This is all hand-to-mouth. One day at a time.
1: Right, uh, we have a uh, big John. How you doing? Welcome to Vet Talk.
6: Hey, who's, who's this? Who am I speaking to?
1: Uh, this is Sean.
6: Sean. My name is Big John.
1: Nice to meet you, Big John. And I
6: know your friend there, of July. Yes. <laughs> I used to work with him in the crash crew. Uh, big John. Aircraft firefighting unit before.
2: Okay. I, I
6: don't know if. Uh, if uh, John knows my voice.
2: Yes, I do. And I, uh, okay. I remember but, you distinctly. But
6: I, I have I've been thinking about this for a long time, you know. John, I'm like you. I'm a veteran. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not like you got injured in Vietnam and you got Purple Heart and stuff. I mm-hmm. got injured when I was in the military not during war but I, I got some percentages. Mm-hmm. But I been talk I talk on the radio with all this problem with the Navy base not allowing the veterans and the and the retirees go in the daytime or weekdays only Friday Saturday Sunday well John, I've been thinking about this for a long time and I talked on the radio before
2: yes I've heard you I I've think, heard you throughout the to, day I
6: think to solve the problem okay the way I see it. You're you're in the the Marines, so Marines and Navy hooks up together. So you're entitled to go to the Navy base and shop. I'm in the Army. I got injured in the Army. So I think the National Guard or Army Reserve should open a commissary and an an Army exchange for the Army people. And we're going to go there to the Army base because... You know, in the Army, we also have commissary and PX. Roger that. Navy and Air Force.
1: Well, actually, the the Army Exchange, hang on, Big John, the Army Exchange is part of the Air Force Army Exchange. Yeah. Yeah.
6: But right now, we we cannot go there. Are we sad in Sunday?
2: Well, it's because of this pandemic, Johnny.
6: Whoever's a general should open up uh, BX. They call it the army BX. Yeah. And commissary just for the people that retired, veterans for yeah. the army. And this, we're just going to go there and support the army base.
1: Yeah. Well, hopefully, yes.
6: In, s- in Guam, there's like 70, 80% people in Guam, veterans, join the U.S. Army.
4: That's not right. Navy,
6: not Marines, <laughs> not Air Force. Most of the people in right. Guam join the army.
1: All right, Big John, we uh, appreciate you. your phone call.
6: You, you tell me what?
1: We appreciated your phone call. Okay,
6: thank uh, you.
1: All right, thank you. Bye. And Raymond, how are you doing tonight?
5: Hey, hey, I'm, I'm doing all right, guys. You know that that's just a that's a good idea. That, that guy told it, man. I uh, was just listening. Maybe the the National Guard should uh, try to see whether they can open the open a, uh, a shopping center for 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 yeah. them and the, the retirees because not so enough think, people Johnny every, commander, uh, that, every commander that comes in but the, the rules change one commander comes in is all right you don't uh, need an ID the, so long you're with a trusted individual you know and every every commander that comes in changes the rules and uh, that's that's what the, the veterans and the people here have been having to to do hmm. Right from under them, the moons change.
1: All right. What else you got? And
5: maybe, And uh you know, I, I was wondering, you know, when the Marines come, there, there's going to be three different commands here.
1: Mm. Yep. Well, there's three different commands now. There is an army. Uh, army I'm, uh, I'm sorry, uh, a, a marine. Uh, what, Contingency. What it? Yeah. And they have their own little. Actually, so there's four. One for, one, one for the Air Force, one for the Marines. We
5: got a National Guard general, and then we're going to have the Navy. I mean, yeah. who's who's who, who's going to have the, the the last call here? I mean, is it going to be everyone for themselves? I mean, they call their own shop. are going to no. I, their own I think uh, base.
1: I think they're all supposed to fall underneath the uh, joint, region, joint region, which would yeah. be underneath the admiral. Exactly. All right. All right, I have some more phone yeah. calls. So, what else you got?
5: Okay. No. 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 That's that's all I wanted to know because. Uh, okay. You know, I, all of them they they they, they have different rules, and I I just hope that they. They can stick to one rule, you know, for the people. <laughs> all right, Ray. Right. We practice going, Congress, uh, loyalty and all this, and then, you know. All right, Raymond. Uh, thank you. I'm really going shot. Okay, thank you. Okay, Ray,
1: thank you. Uh, let's see, where are we going here? Uh, ben, how are you doing? Hello. Hello. Welcome Hello. to Vet Talk.
6: Can you hear me?
1: I can hear you.
6: Yeah, you know what? Um, I, 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 missed, I missed out of what the admiral said. Uh, the only thing that um, that uh, you know I wanted to to bring up was you know we're all retirees, okay? We all serve our time, we've gone to combat, and then we also have the uh, veterans who you know did did their time, their first, second hits, they get hurt, they they get you know medical discharge. We're all veterans. Uh-huh. The one thing that I don't like to hear is you know the the, the folks. I don't know, their active duty or what, that they cut the veterans down, you know, uh, the usage of the base exchange, the commissary finishing all the food. And, you know, even with this pandemic going on, if they would just leave, you know, leave it, leave it the way it was, where people come and go, come commissary exchange, there won't be no crowded uh, weekends.
1: Well, uh... Yes. Yes, and no. And uh, you have to remember uh, the key thing that the admiral said was uh, what his mission is: is to make sure that the the active duty can still perform their job and right. not not do a cross contamination between active duty and okay, the okay, veterans that's, coming that's from off base.
6: But you know, I make it sound like the retirees, the veterans, are the ones that are infected and not active duty.
1: Uh, well. That that wasn't <laughs> that wasn't implied either way. I, 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 uh, in fact, uh, I, I believe the admiral said that you know uh, there's there's very very little cases that we have here on Guam. Yeah. Uh, he just didn't want it to be where uh, it it happened underneath his watch. So he has that separation.
2: And it was complicated with the Theodore Roosevelt with five thousand men not, on board. That's understood. There's no no
6: leader would want anything to happen under their watch. Exactly. You know, I felt the same way. You know, before I retired I had I had Marines under my my command and you know, I always worry about them. Mm-hmm. But it's just you know, it, it the main thing is when we get talked about, when we get put down, we did our time. Yes you did. You know, we did right. our time. If they were in our shoes, would they like it if we cut them down by saying, you know, bad things about them.
1: Right. And, and and the and the Admiral was uh uh, was talking. to him. He, he doesn't want.
6: He's not Don't putting me by dial. What? Okay, yeah, no. You know, what? I, it's, I, good, it's good that these questions, these things are being brought up. I just, I hope the Admiral's listening, and these are things that he should talk to his people about.
1: Yes. All
6: right, Ben. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Ben. Right, bye. bye.
1: And Joe, you're on Vet Talk. How you doing?
6: Hey, thanks. So it seems as though. We're going to start. We're, we're going to establish a uh, unemployment office, which is federal. Uh, we, meaning that whoever was working on base, uh, I guess if, if, uh, if there was uh, whatever benefits the, un, the unemployment office has to provide, you know, uh, state people stateside, they're going to have. they are going to start having that here on Guam, which would, in, like I said, which would include uh um uh, federal employees on the basis uh, I, I i don't hear much uh, about uh you know uh, uh those sorts of things like for example uh, uh hiring practices or or uh, you know people giving feedback as to how they feel about uh being employed federal employees on the basis uh i don't know if it's if it's kind of out of uh, topic right now it, <laughs> sorry, it, it, it is to, it's pretty much
1: way uh, out of topic for that sorry. uh what, what we're doing is uh that would be a question for uh department of labor uh yeah. human we, resources that's what I, Something like that. Well, department of labor is standing up the unemployment right now oh, okay. uh, so that would be a question for them I, I i do not know what they're trying to do with the unemployment uh so i i don't think anybody in this room can help you with that one no.
6: Well, I mean, it's going to include everyone working on the bases, right? And it's federal. Uh, oh, no. we don't We don't. We've never had that in Guam before. Right. Uh, federal uh, uh, unemployment with regards to labor. I, I,
1: I would have to go out to the website and start reading. All right. Thanks
6: a lot, guys. All
1: right, good Joe. Day. You have a good day. Good evening, Joe. All right, and with that, we're going to take a quick break. This is Vet Talk on News Tech K fifty seven. We'll be back very shortly. News Talk K fifty seven Radio that makes you think. Thank you. Good evening and welcome back to Vet Talk News Talk K fifty seven. My name's Sean Watson, VFW National Council member. Johnny Titanol, M O P H. Tom Devlin,
2: M O P H. Guam. Yes, I'm still stoked with the admiral being here. That was so. It was, it was such. A, have a have cool. you calmed down yet?
4: Or, are really you, cool you still?
2: You still jittery? Yeah, yeah you know, you got to respect the position, you know. I, I- I'll tell you, my, in my time, my daddy told me he says, "If you, you you're in the Navy son, if you ever have to go before your division petty officer or officer, you better hope that you're getting a medal or you're going to jail." <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and the admiral's way up there, man, he's
1: looking. Well, down. and we got Isaiah in the booth taken care of so I want to make sure we I, I think boot, it's you know. good he came on the
4: show. But I also I think it's good that we communicate with one another. Very, and sometimes, very when you actually sit there and you talk to a person, you may not always agree with every little thing. Mm-hmm. But you find out that you more have more in common than you don't. So sometimes that's that's a good thing, for a small island our size. Oh, definitely. We may not always agree. We may uh, some of us don't agree with a lot of things in this room, but that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. You have a right to disagree. We fought for other people's rights to disagree. That's true. You know, very and. True. Uh, some of us paid a big price for that.
2: Yeah, that's great. So, well, the important
1: uh, thing is to be able to, to sit down and have that conversation, right. even, even if you can't agree, and still be able to
2: communicate. Yeah. It's like our callers. Yes. Some of the things we understand, some of the things we don't. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you the truth because I've got no reason to lie. Yeah. That's yeah. what I know. All right.
1: With that, let's go to another caller. Thank you. Number eight. <laughs> Jesse, how you doing? Welcome <laughs> to Vet Talk.
0: Uh yeah, I'm doing all right guys. Uh you know, I want you I I wanna I wanna welcome you guys back. Thank you. You know, uh I, I, I miss uh the Red talk. Uh you know, I'm always wondering what new things will come up, you know. And also a lot of questions that I have, but the two things that I'm wondering uh I, I have is do we still have the, the, the choice card?
1: Choice card, yes. Uh, well, the the choice program is gone. But they, the card they went, is there? Uh, the, the the card shouldn't be. I, I don't think the card's being used for anything Unless anymore. They change the, change because it. Because now on. it's the the community
4: service. What what the thing called? I community, forgot. Whatever it is. Uh, but I've. God, I you can. I. If you had the choice card, don't throw it away. Keep yeah. it. If you haven't. Like that, right? Keep it. Don't throw it away. Don't just hold it. Hold on to it. It's not going to hurt you to to hold on to it. You right. mean. If you don't need it, okay. then let somebody else tell you you don't need it, let them tell you you don't need it.
0: All right. Okay. Another uh, question I have is, uh, when will Seabox be open again?
4: Mm. Uh, oh well, this is okay. Here we go. We discussed this last week. Seebach um, is open, but then, only. but uh, uh, for appointments, and generally speaking, they're doing a lot of things uh, via telephone. Yeah. They're not really open for, for walk-ins anymore, even appointments. They're holding back. Uh, I have a, a conference call with a doctor next week, and I asked the uh, individual that I called, when do you think the, you know, they will open up for normal business hours? They were suggesting maybe in a couple of weeks in June.
0: All right. That's getting not back not to like a I, normal,
4: I, I, some type not of not normal me. routine.
0: Okay. Uh, you know, the one the. The the arm I mean the uh, the one up in Tijen the the
1: the federal VA office
0: yeah the veterans of yours. yeah do you, do you think that will be open uh,
1: I've gotten no word from them what they're doing yet we
2: got to find out
0: about that
1: I have no idea myself yeah I, ha- yeah. I haven't I haven't heard All anything right. from them
0: you know I'm 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 I'm, I'm going to be traveling to uh, I'm going to be traveling, traveling to Texas for an operation. And uh, I'm just wondering when these guys are all going to open so I can go in there. Some of the things that that's coming to me, I need to go out there to apply. Yeah. I, uh, you, them, but only until they're open.
1: You're going to have to contact the the clinic to f- figure that out. I, I I definitely don't want to give you any wrong information on that.
0: Okay, guys. All right. Thank you very much. All Take right, Jesse.
1: Stay okay. safe. Good luck with your operation. So, uh, it's been a, a packed show today. we we got about 14 minutes left, guys. Oh, wow. So see.
4: Well, maybe I should bring this up. Oh, boy. Here we go. No, because other people have brought this up. Okay. And sometimes, you know, my attitude is a little more receptive than some. Memorial Day ceremonies down at the... Uh, Cemetery. Oh, now you hit a sore spot. No, right I know. Now, I, and I, But you know what? Sometimes, even though I may agree or disagree, I have to bring it up. Because what it is is what it is. I know we have the pandemic. And uh, a lot of things have to change to a certain extent. But, but they were getting a lot of comments, you know, about what they saw. Now, I wasn't there. But I, uh, from what I gather from... People calling me and telling me they didn 't see anybody representing the veterans organizations there i 'm not saying there wasn't i, I wasn 't there so i don 't know Tom but you you printed this twenty six units of
2: advocates for viet for for the military okay veterans right and the most one of the most hollowed days of the year i haul I, I, I consider more uh, holler than Christmas or Thanksgiving is a remembrance of our fallen brothers, fathers, uncles and, 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 and to be passed over like uh, we were nothing at least called and one representative from 26 things they, uh, uh, Brian Miranda said he was there and he took pictures Okay, and, and the good admiral was there and I respect the fact that he was there and a general from, I don't know who, Lazama, National, right. National Guard? National Guard, yeah. But for the reason that they were stating that it was contaminated area or they didn't want to get too personal or too close, the picture that Mariah has of these guys, the governor, the governor's husband, all these guys that are sitting around, no mask or nothing... That was that was wrong. They 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 kicked us under the bus. Thank you, Fred.
1: Uh, uh Brian, I was wondering if you're going to call into the show.
6: Oh yeah, well, since you brought up oh, Memorial Day, see <laughs> you. Know, uh, I got a call Sunday night at ten o'clock, saying, "Oh, they're having the thing, but I wasn't invited. Yeah. I could watch it." Okay, thank you for the nice phone call at 10 o'clock at night. So it just so happens Memorial Day, we, our post, took over putting the reef on the 101st airborne gentleman that was killed in Vietnam. So I went down there and put the reef, and I'd seen the canopy for the ceremony, and I'm a hoe. So I went over there, and they said, Oh, hi, Mr. Miranda. Oh, you know, you can't sit here, but if you want to be here for the ceremony, you can stand over there in the sun. Oh, thank you. So I left. I took a picture of all our people standing around with no mask. So I left. Yeah, but if I'm not mis- and that's how we were treated for Memorial Day. It's about them and not the people that gave them the right to do that.
1: Didn't I see the picture in the paper where they were they were wearing masks? Well, yeah, that's during the
6: ceremony. Okay. Uh, I I, I haven't posted mine yet. Uh,
2: I'm trying to be nice. How do you be nice to these incorrigible people that don't understand uh, who they're dealing with? Well, uh, I don't know. My grandfather was buried there. He was a Marine that was captured and taken prisoner. James Earl Hudson, who didn't want to leave the island when he was offered to because he stayed with his Chamorro wife and his three kids, and he defended Skinner Plaza, and he's buried there. My father, retired chief the Navy, his three brothers, all chiefs in the Navy, stewards, because that's all they were afforded in their times. They're buried there. My cousins died in Vietnam. George Mayo. Captain, U.S. Army. And, 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 and all, the, all the bodies that are laid out there are Chamorros. And we were treated like this. We couldn't honor and lay respect to them.
4: All right, Tom? Well, this is the way I see it. I think the governor, the Administrator of Veterans Affairs Office, if I was in their place and it was on Memorial Day, I don't have any problem, you know, inviting the officers, you know, the commissioned officers of the military. But I think they should have contacted the Veterans Commission and said, Do you have would you be so kind if you can to send one representative exactly. to represent the veterans on the island of the Guam? To sit there. That doesn't mean they have to get out there and, you know, rah-rah-rah, whatever, but to sit there. I think the governor's office has got to think certain things out a little more closely.
2: Well, none of those because, guys are
4: veterans, guys. They're not veterans. Well, you don't you don't have to be a veteran. Oh, you gotta get, feel it. No, you don't have to be a veteran to get sounded. You advice. ever been shot, Tom? You know, you have you have to. You, you have missing to, any pen? Yeah, but I'm saying you have to have advisors <laughs> that advise you right. properly. Yes, and they're not anyway, veterans either. But that's that I, could be the biggest problem. Then that. She's not getting the advice that she actually needs more than certain other advice. Exactly. And I think that's why sometimes she gets, uh, she gets in a, into a buzz storm. All right, Brian, what else you got? We got another phone call. Uh, that's it.
6: Um, Thanks, uh, Brian. Talk to you guys next
1: week. Good Roger show. that. All right, okay. Brian. All right. And Jolene, welcome to the show.
8: Hi, guys. Hi, my vet <laughs> buddy. Hey, this is our girl. All the way from Alaska. <laughs> Alaska. I'm listening as a guest. It's about um, almost 2 o'clock. Oh, my gosh. Um, But uh, I wanted to call. I heard you guys. I'm getting itchy because I'm not there. But mm-hmm. um, sharing your Memorial Day event is disheartening. Mm-hmm. Absolutely far away. But I wanted to share that I um, attended the... Uh, I went to the cemetery, the veteran cemetery here beautiful in Alaska, pictures, and um beautiful. we placed pennies and nickels and uh, dimes on the stone, but it was still so aligned. I don't know if you guys got my message, but I did send you guys a text message.
2: You saw that yes. We saw the, uh, Facebook? <laughs> yes, I That's got it nice
8: and and it it, it was interesting because it had family members it had mothers daughters of service members and um very honorable and beautiful atmosphere and environment and i just hope that the, the guam veterans is listening and they 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 need to look outward um to make um our veterans cemetery on guam uh, just as honorable so i wanted to share that it was memorial day and i wanted to calling and saying hi to you guys i miss you guys so much oh we miss you too baby while i serve for a bit i'll be back
4: i'll (laughs) be
2: back jolene (laughs) yes did they have nice ceremony
8: up there in
2: alaska uh,
8: no so so it's interesting they did not have um the ceremony was not um it was um, it was canceled however there are veteran organizations that came out and did their own ceremony yes. to honor the fallen so yes. um visited that as well but it was I, I just want to take you back to the um to the veterans uh, alaska department of veterans cemetery i mean you're looking at marble marble stones symmetrically aligned and you felt like you were um, you were you were in you know you were in your formation um, to honor them as they on and 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 it was just beautiful and and I took pictures I shot it to you guys and um, like I said it was disheartening knowing at home we can't be buried with our kids or you know unless you get a the clearance, right? That that uh, all the rules that come with it. But yeah, it was uh, something that I, I definitely instantly shared with you guys. If you guys opened up your mobile devices,
4: I did. I <laughs> uh, don't blame me. I did. I did. I did it, okay. Jolene. I did it. Did
8: you open up the pictures? Yes, I did. I'm trying to. I'm trying to, more thing, cause I'm I'm trying try to get, get copies of the, of the pictures. At the end of the show, because I've been listening. Um, I called you, Tom, when we had the Admirable, which is us Admiral there. Um, super awesome, but I'm going to thank uh, Uncle Johnny, because uh, one of the things he, as the admiral said, is they wanted to communicate more, and where is the best place to communicate with all the leaders and veterans of Guam? <laughs> yeah, That's yeah, to you, Uncle Johnny.
2: Well, baby, it's, that was something that he, he actually initiated that idea. And I was was surprised. Every
8: month, right? Uh, Every month. Every veteran, Uh, uh, every leader wants to hear what the concerns are. Whether we haven't had it in a few, it's there every month to communicate with veterans. And for him to extend
2: that, for him to extend that on on our behalf to open up the communication, which is completely shutting down with this administration. There's absolutely no communication between the this whole administration including the senators and the congress and
7: and and i i agree
8: and 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 as a public affairs for the you know for the wing i attended that's how i got to know you fine fellas is attending those commission meetings and hearing you know what we can do for you and what you can do for the community so it it was just a point i was i'm I'm a listener now right so anyways i don't want to take up the end of the show i miss you guys i miss the listeners and i'll be home soon
1: Roger all right, you, that. Jolene, you take care of yourself. All right, take we, it easy, Jolene. We miss you as well.
7: <laughs> okay, bye-bye.
1: bye bye. Bye bye. All right, uh, we have a couple minutes left. Okay, uh, all right. Johnny, last words from
2: you. I'm jacked about the Memorial Day. We could have been innovative if we'd have been notified and, and, and you know, to let in on, on uh, the memorial commemoration of, uh, of our fallen ones and our past ones, our brothers. But nothing. Nothing. Tom?
4: Well, I think the governor's got to get better staff.
2: <laughs>
4: I'm, that's it. I think the governor's got to get better staff. Start
2: with the VA Because office. she's,
4: she's – uh, the communication seems to be terrible, and I hear that from Democrats. Not so much from – I hear it from Democrats, and that's, wow. that's what I'm hearing. And this is not to say she's not a, a bad person, but she's got to listen to critiques when she gets them and not take it like, you know, it, it's personal. The veterans vote, and they're going to take it out on who's ever there.
2: And we're going okay. to let them know it when it comes to voting
1: season. Believe me. I would like to, to thank both Johnny and Tom for for being in the studio here with me tonight. Uh, special thanks to the Admiral for coming on. Uh, it was a pleasure to have him on the show. He put out some great information. a pleasure. Uh, I really didn't, uh, didn't get the chance to put my thoughts in about what happened on Memorial Day, but... It looks like uh, we're not going to have that chance. And a special thanks to the ten callers we had today. Uh, ten, I callers. think we just hit a record of uh, most calls in an hour for the show. Uh, that so. was thirty minutes, wasn't it? No, that was an hour.
3: Hell
1: <laughs> yeah! Okay. So with that, this, this is I'm, I'm for Sean, Johnny, t- uh, t- Tom. <laughs> we uh, we are we are Vet Talk on News Talk K fifty seven. We'll see you next week. Next week,